When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog Hi Anna. Hi Andrew. And hey everybody else. And welcome to our podcast. Scary Scary stories to tell tell on the the pod. It is a podcast about scary stories, urban legends, scary things that make you laugh, funny things that make you scared. And um, Andrew and I are two comedians who are scared of things, but like being scared. And we like (laughs) laughing about being scared. And it's a very chatty podcast. So it's a little bit like if Delilah took requests, but they're all prank requests. Um, (laughs) Like... P fart wants to send a song to fart P. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> but then you find out that the people pranking her are ghosts. That's what this podcast That's, is like. Wow, Anna. You just hit the nail on the head. Well, That's thank you. Um, yeah, we are the Delilah of ghosts. We are. Yeah. Everyone who's written in so far has been alive, but we are uh, hopeful. Yeah, I I feel the same way. And frankly, if you've written in and you're dead, then you, there's no need to out yourself either. If that's not what you want to, if, if that's not what you want to lead with, we totally understand. Take your time, you know. Do do you? We're not going to shame anybody. <laughs> Ghost Pride Month isn't until July. It's not. So let's just hold. It's on. so hot. <laughs> it really but is. But they're they're cold all the time, so it's fine. <laughs> they're little tank tops. Um, Anna, did anything spooky happen to you this week? Um, Something spooky happened to me this week, which I think was the same thing that happened to you this week that was spooky, which is that I watched What Lies Beneath. Oh, yes. Did you watch it? I didn't, but oh, uh, it's always, in Andrew, my, it's always fresh in my head. Andrew, you said you would. Uh, well, here's the thing, Anna. I have I have seen it two times in the past calendar. Okay, that's fair. But <laughs> <laughs> You're a bad friend. Oh, I understand. It is a long, crazy movie to watch three uh, times in a, one of the worst years on record. That's a lot. It is one of my fi- – It's I, people call it like the Nancy Myers of horror <laughs> movies, which it is. It's true. It's really good. Um, it's a movie that uh, has scared me for a long time that there between this and Pet Cemetery were two movies that I was too scared to watch as a child that I would make my mom explain the plot to me. Um, <laughs> because that was just enough. Like I could get just a little a little taste of the scared, but I knew that I wouldn't be able to handle seeing the bathtub and the ghost and the lake, um, which I was right. Yes. And it, I mean, it's such like. It has all of the tr- – it has like 12 jump scares a minute, which is wild for the type of movie It's it a lot. Yeah, one of the jump scares is just that she plugs her uh, hair dryer into the outlet and it sparks. And she goes eh. – <laughs> 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 It was like, that doesn't even count. <laughs> <laughs> it also – there is an entire red herring plot that I won't give it away. That, but th- then afterwards you're like – Afterwards, you're like, is everything okay over there, though? Like, what's happening? It's just Miranda Otto vibing on the other side of a fence. (laughs) Just (laughs) 
<laughs> losing her mind. <laughs> like the eye showing up so fast and the hole yes. in the fence. And then, and then her saying afterwards as a way of like clearing everything up. She's like, have you ever loved someone so hard that you were scared you would die? And it's like, uh, no, I don't know. I don't know that that's a common experience. You're also not making me feel better. Like, <laughs> I don't have faith in both of you being alive in a month if you talk like that. I know. Um, I know. But I was proud of myself. It was too scary. I realized as I was watching it that I was too scared, but I had paid $3 to rent it on YouTube. <laughs> so I was like, I am contractually obligated to finish to get my $3 worth. Um, and I'm glad I did because I just looked away when things were too scary. Like when she was looking in the reflection of the tub, I was like, there's going to be a ghost. I'm not going to be able to handle it personally. So I'm going to look away and no one is going to get me in trouble for not looking at the ghost. I don't have to look at the ghost. That's true. And and that I think is an important thing for all of us to remember. You don't have to look at the you ghost. You don't have to look at the Regardless ghost. Regardless of what the, your situation is, you don't have to. Unless you're like on a jury and you're instructed to look at the evidence and the evidence is that ghosts are real. <laughs> I assume is a, 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 a civil case, not criminal. I don't know what the crime would be. <laughs> it's, I'm just imagining like the smallest civil case. Like, you know, this said it was fruit punch, but there's no, there's no fruit in it. I'm going to say. I'm going to sue my friend to prove that ghosts are real <laughs> and something about fruit punch. <laughs> um, Andrew, did anything good. additional spooky happen to you this week? I didn't mean to to speak for you oh, in front of company. No, I mean, just the memory of what lies beneath is enough of a spooky thing. But I will say a spooky thing that did happen to me. I, I had a, a cleaning related spooky. Oh, thing. no. Um, What'd you do? I, so here's the thing. Here's the thing about me. Is that on multiple occasions in my life, and if I can be a uh, lesson for other people, just always check your cleaning supplies to make sure you're not combining bleach and ammonia oh, and creating no. mustard gas that will kill you. <laughs> I You broke the Geneva <laughs> Convention, Andrew. <laughs> in your tub. What happened? Yeah, that... <laughs> If I'm trying to war criminal for accidentally making mustard gas and I'm trying to get black mold out of the runner of my shower. Um, no. So here's the thing. I don't know. There, this is all kind of a big mystery. So I was using, please don't sue me, a, a um, an unnamed uh, eraser that might be considered magical. Sure. By um, a, a man who is the opposite of unclean. We know. We know. We're picturing him. And what I did not read on the box, which it, it says that it contains no ammonia or chemicals, but it says do not use with uh, bleach or bleach products. Mystery, right? Sure. Why would that be? Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, I normally do read instructions. I just didn't read them. Chris went to the pharmacy to pick up some cleaning supplies. He brought back uh, the this, this eraser of magical origin and some Clorox spray. Um, Chris did not give those things with the instruction, like use these together, which, you know, I, I don't think he's trying to kill me. Um, <laughs> I use them together. He's trying to get your millions. <laughs> um, a widow thousand air. <laughs> um, and so I, uh, and this is the other thing too. We have a very poorly ventilated bathroom. Our building is a nightmare castle. Um, <laughs> 
Our vent goes to nowhere, everybody. It just goes up into a little attic of itself and the vent goes nowhere. So <laughs> It's so cute. The vent's like, I want to be a vent one day. The vent has a towel tied around its neck and it's like, I'm Superman as well. And you're like, that's so cute. Yeah, if you keep trying. <laughs> that is absolutely our vent. Um, it's just loud and it goes nowhere. Um so anyway, so I, I'm I'm like scrubbing our tub, which we hadn't done in a while, you know, drag me. And I here's here's what a normal person does when they're like, oh, I I'm having a hard time breathing and my eyes are tearing. Like that's the sign that something's gone wrong with your cleaning supplies, right? In my head, I'm like, well, I mean, what did I expect? It's been a long time since I've cleaned the tub. Um, so I forged through it <laughs> and oh. And then I realized that um, that that maybe I, here, here's the thing. I did extensive online googling. No information. There's a lot of like kind of fake information about um, uh, this eraser containing like raw formaldehyde, which is oh. not true. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it do- it doesn't. It has like a formaldehyde adjacent thing. I don't know. I don't know chemistry. Basically, Whatever. it's not gonna. It wouldn't preserve me if I was a dead body. Um, yeah, I don't know. I could have died. Maybe we we vented the apartment out. Everything's fine now, um, but it's it's scary that little things in your in your you know below deck. What what am I saying? I'm trying to say I'm trying to say under the sink. I don't know what's below wrong. deck. I think maybe the, <laughs> no, it's below deck. The, That's absolutely right. You sink a boat. <laughs> the, yeah, the I, bleach has eaten two thirds of my brain. I also will say that um, bleach, like it will fuck you up like regardless of if it's combining with like I we have a Clorox spray Jason and I have become like full elderly widowers in the last year and like need multiple <laughs> baths per week just to get right um like we <laughs> both need long he especially he'll go in the bath for most of a day he'll like take a weekend away that. from me and the dog to go in the bath and like we use bath oil and we bleach down the tub after so we don't die and yes. uh, every single time I bleach the tub, I'm like, I could uh, goodbye. <laughs> like, yeah, I asphyxiate that, every time. That's like, I mean, I do feel like in in however many years we'll look back at our household use of bleach and be like, what were we doing? It's sort of like how um, they used to like gargle bleach uh, in the 1700s to make their teeth whiter. Good for and them. Like, like Marie Antoinette era. Anyway. Anyway, um, that brings us back everybody, to everybody. scary thing. Yes. And I, so I'm going to do a little shorty today. Okay, great. Um, and very fittingly, the title of this shorty is, is something wrong? <gasps> I have chills. The answer is yes, whatever the question is. <laughs> You're, the answer is never no. Something is so <laughs> <No>. broad. <laughs> <laughs> Always yes. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, and of course, uh, this is a story from Alvin Schwartz and Stephen Gamble's Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark series. Do-do-do. A car broke down late at night, out in the country. The driver remembered passing an empty house a few minutes earlier. I'll stay there, he thought. At least I'll get some sleep. He found some wood in the corner of the living room and made a fire in the fireplace. He covered himself with his coat and slept. Toward morning, the fire went out, and the cold awakened him. It'll be light soon, he thought. Then I'll go for help. He closed his eyes again, but before he could doze off, there was a terrible crash. Something big and heavy had fallen out of the chimney. It lay on the floor for a minute, 
Then it stood up and stared down at him. The man took one look and started running. He had never seen anything so horrible in his life. He paused just long enough to jump through a window. Then he ran and ran and ran and ran until he thought his lungs would burst. As he stood in the road panting, trying to catch his breath, he felt something tap him on the shoulder. He turned and found himself staring into two big bloody eyes and a grinning skull. It was the horrible thing! Pardon me, it said. Is something wrong? <gasps> Anna, that's the end. That could happen. That could happen. So this is from the funny scary story section. And I have to say, for a funny scary story, this one really scared me. The draw the illustration is a nightmare. Should we talk about Ghoulish. The, for yes, me, please. the scariest part. This is full page. And it is a giant sort of melon-headed skull, mm-hmm. um, almost like the the uh, mad scientist from, oh, what's it called? Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Like like the sure. the the skull the skull is misshapen. Something has happened. Mm-hmm. Um, it is connected to. I would say a, a nightmare interpretation of like a whippet body you know like the little gray oh house. yeah i was thinking of the drug but yes oh. <laughs> <laughs> which kind of um so this is a multi-leggedy kind of plant-like kind of animal-like claw toad um oh you know what it is it's hieronymus bosch it's like that that painter who paints like very bizarre visions of hell oh yes yeah the and the eyeballs are sort of jammy right the eyeballs are jammy. They're leaking their uh, bloody something. Like the eyeballs have been in the microwave for forty five seconds. Yes, yeah. The the um, eyeballs are really nice. If you just pop them in the microwave for that long, they're even nicer. Right, and then it has one massive Stephen Gamble rootsy arm, mm-hmm. long, 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 wispy, 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 and it is tapping gently upon the shoulder of a man running for his life. There is a there is a dust trail behind the man running. There is his hat that has flown off. He is running because he is so scared. Um, this is really Stephen Gamble peak. Like you feel the action and motion of this painting or of this drawing. Oh my God. Yeah. I definitely remember it being an action scene. Um, yeah. It's really, it's really, really good. This is one. This is when you see a lot of people have tattoos of who maybe oh, really? um, went to your school and were big fans oh. of Invader Zim. Like they now have this <laughs> tattoo. That's true. And good for them, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah it's like I, the the back part of the skull is really there. Yes. Um, It's very sort of, it looks a little bit like Sam's new pet, like in the legs. Oh, yeah. And the yeah. arm is very spidery. I also didn't remember the guy running. I feel like the man running is like not typical Stephen Gamble. Like this right. is a little bit literal for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, his little baseball cap is flying off. It's really cute. And maybe, I mean, maybe the literalness comes from the fact that this is a a funny story. Mm -hmm. And so it's like this terrifying abstract thing interacting with, um, a very normal thing and like the comedy of that. Um, I will say, so here's, let's talk about the story. Okay. I will say I love the trope. I find it very cozy. 
the trope of um, the car's broken down. I saw an abandoned house nearby. I'm going to make a fire and sleep in the abandoned house. I don't know why. I find that very, um, I get a warm feeling thinking about that. It's nice to think that there would be a house to sleep in if you needed it. Yes. I know it's 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 funny to think of like a time in Americana when the thought of an abandoned house is like that is for me to find shelter in and not like oh gosh the opioid crisis has ruined middle America. I also think it's vi- like the the trope that we saw in Me Tai Doty Walker of something undead falling out of a chimney like yeah the fact that that exists across multiple stories is a wild commonality. I think like more people had fireplaces before and I'm going to go on a limb and say that that is true. I don't know if it is true. I think before. And when I say before, you know what I mean? Yes. Before people had 1700s or 1970s or 1975 or like sure the nineties. Like I just think that people used to have fireplaces and now they don't. I don't know what happened to them. They're gone. (laughs) But like the idea that there's just this open hole in your house (laughs) that leads to heaven is crazy. And like, I think stuff would just fall down chimneys all the time because like of like birds or bats or just like leaves, like gunk would sort of fall down. And most of the time it's nothing, but some of the time it's ghosts. I will say, when my parents, their, my parents' first house together was in Michigan, and um, one time a raccoon got stuck in their chimney, <gasps> oh. and it was like a big thing. And my my grandma from Brooklyn was visiting, and she had no idea what a raccoon was. And my mom was trying to explain it to her, and there was a pause. And my grandma said, "Is it bigger than a bread box?" <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Oh my god. Zero. This is a woman of the city. Zero <laughs> concept of animals. Could it fit in a shoebox from Saks? <laughs> I have to say, a bread box. Just love- raccoons are exactly bread box sized. And that's what made it so difficult to explain because my mom was like, I guess it could fit in a bread box if you really wanted it to. <laughs> oh my god. I have to tell you, um, my dad's cousins who live in wait, did it get out of the, the chimney? They they called someone and they managed to get it out the top. Oh and then it good. ran away. It ran away. Okay, yeah. good. I love that. Um yeah. I once was prevented from entering my house at two in the morning because a raccoon was just sitting in front of the door and I <laughs> called the police because there's no uh <laughs> No one else to animal control was like, we're asleep. We can't come there until 8 a.m. And I was like, there's no way for me to get in the house. And I'm not like going to open the door and like slide the raccoon out of the way. Like, I don't want to die this way. I don't want my death to be complicated for my family to mourn. That's like my only wish. Like, I can't have my death be a little bit funny. And it was me and two cops just throwing sticks at this raccoon after like an hour and a half of me being outside my house. Um, that is the funniest thing. But I finally oh got God. in. But then your story, which speaking of things being stuck in, in chimneys, um, my mm. dad's cousin, they live in like rural Seattle, like on an island somewhere. And uh-huh. their cat got stuck in a drainage pipe. Like the, <gasps> the cat was just lost for three days. And they were like, oh, he's like out in the woods. It's like very rural where oh. they are. And it got stuck in a pipe. Like, I guess underground somewhere like they I don't understand. There's a long pipe and they finally they couldn't dig it out. 
and they couldn't get mm-hmm. to it. And the only way to get it out was to put a bunch of soapy water in the top of the drainage pipe and force it out. Oh. And I'm going to send you a picture of what this cat looks like. <laughs> and it oh looks like gosh. a Stephen Gamble nightmare creature. But you have oh. to zoom in. Yes. Oh, <laughs> my God. Can you, can you describe this- <laughs> okay, yes. This is this Stephen Gamble creature would be uh, would belong to a story called The Bad Bath. <laughs> oh, yeah. And yeah, so what we're seeing is um on the right the before gorgeous black cat, you know, uh, out of central casting. On the left, um a muddy wispy creature from hell, uh surrounded by gray foam, covered <laughs> in, in foam. Middle- <laughs> yeah, in the middle of a ditch. And it's so great that the pipe is right behind. Oh, yeah. It, the it just pipe, is so clear. The pipe is very Stephen Gamble. And like the foam is on its little whiskers. So it just looks like two tusks. Yes, it's like that is dirty, tusks soapy is exactly foam. It. And it's covering one eye, and the cat is mid meow. So <laughs> that's sad. What's so, that's what's so great. Oh, my God. And then God. on the other side, this is a, a newspaper article. So it gives you an idea of how rural this is. Um, and the other side is this gorgeous very regal looking black cat with green eyes who looks gorgeous and you'd never would think that it anna this picture is making me think like it makes me think like what is this cat going to describe its experience like to other cats i actually where it's like yeah oh no please (laughs) no i was like i can't even think about what happened like what it was like i feel so bad it was actually 12 days i don't know 12 days this is like feline floyd collins about the miner who gets stuck oh in the mine. Oh my god, I know. I feel but it so could be a beautiful good. musical, co-starring Teresa McCarthy. Could be good. <laughs> I hear Broadway bells. I don't know. <laughs> Broadway's getting married to itself. Oh my god. Um, should we talk more about the actual story? I, I do love, love I love the trope of things in chimneys. I think it's very scary. I think like the chimney represents the part of the house where you're trusting that everything will be okay. Yes, yes. and I also think I think that this horrible thing coming down the chimney, I what I appreciate about this story is it does give us just enough information to be able to visualize the horrible thing without it just being so frustratingly vague or um, disappointingly underwhelming, you know, like, yes. like how clear it yes, is. Yes, yes, yes. So it's like all we get is horrible, skeletal smile, mm-hmm. bloody eyes, yeah. which bloody eyes, classically scary. Really scary. Eyes should never bleed. Keep that in mind, guys. No. If your eyes are bleeding right now, folks, call a doctor because it's just never, it's not a thing to let go. You gotta, you gotta call someone, (laughs) you know? I mean, a a podiatrist for starters. And maybe if you don't have insurance, go to a sports authority. Someone, (laughs) they have to help you with something. (laughs) They are the authority. They are the authority. They have to, they'd have to do something. (laughs) Call the authorities, the sports (laughs) authorities. Which basketball is good for my son? <laughs> um, okay, who are we going to cast? Oh my in this god, hand? this is such a fun thing to cast. I feel like it's wide yeah. open, and I feel like we could kind of get whoever we want. I know, yeah, because this one, this one is like, um, it's a day long shoot, <laughs> regardless of what part you play. Um, but you know, it's going to get a lot of attention. It's a little stunty, and it's a two hander, which is really fun. Always love a two hander. Who are we thinking for the driver? Um, I could, I definitely could see, um, I could see Michael Potts in either of these roles, I have to say. 
our old acting I teacher do. who's amazing. Um, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. He does a star turn. He's in it. Um, I could see him voicing the skull creature, but not playing the mm-hmm. skull creature. But I also, you know what? You don't want to see him panic. You kind of want to see him, you know, have yeah, have the upper I, hand. I love seeing Michael in his element. Yeah, Michael yeah. would be and 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 that voice saying is something wrong. Yeah, I could so see him good. saying that. Um, yeah, I could see the driver being honestly. I could see it being Emma Stone. Mm-hmm. Like one of A these, like of the pod for sure. Yes, like exactly thirty-two-year-old actresses who are like, how do I? really break out of the mold. Yeah. Um I could see her doing that. Um That's really good. Yeah, who else? A Tiana Paris. I mean, Tiana Paris. Oh, that's good. I could that's definitely really see. I was thinking maybe not starring but directed by maybe Emerald Fennel. Oh, who um, is that? Uh a promising young woman and Oh, sure, 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 sure. Like just just something oh, that's yes, like yes, yes, Emerald, yeah. I thought, you, I thought it was yeah. Emerald, like Emerald Lagasse. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> I, last night I was watching I was watching a video of Robin Williams and Chris came by and was like, who are you listening to? And I said, Robin Williams. And he said, oh, I don't know who that person is. And I was like, well, Robin Williams? <laughs> and, he said, oh. and he said, oh, I thought you said Robert Mween. <laughs> you guys need the like, vaccine now. <laughs> I know right now because the concept, the concept of <laughs> – Chris hearing the imagining the last name Mween is so funny to me. It would be M W U I N E. What kind of Welsh hell is this person from? What kind of Welsh hell? Put it on a hat. Oh my God. Um and I feel <laughs> I don't know who Robert Our Welsh- <laughs> Robert Moy is. <laughs> and it's also like I, I don't know. It's it's just so funny to me that Chris Chris is so um considerate that he wouldn't have just been like, what? But instead was like, Oh, my husband mumbling is what this person's name is for sure, because he wouldn't mumble. You're <laughs> both so considerate with each other. That's so Robert nice. Moyne. Robert Moyne. Um, who um, else do we think for for skull, um, uh, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't want to. I know we do, we do Andy Circus a lot. Yeah. Um, I might, I might err on the side of Doug Jones for this part, who played um, the Pale Man in Pan's Labyrinth. Oh um, yes, yes, and the zombie Billy Butcher in Hocus Pocus. Yes, um, that feels like like I feel like what would be nice about that is we Anna and I love to go practical effects, as you well know. We gotta so for casting in this like um, a massive prop head on like that spindly wonderful body that he has would be really fun. Yes, I would love that. Um, also, speaking of um, practical effects fans if anybody here is a wandavision fan on disney plus they have a behind the scenes of wandavision and it shows how they they had just like limitless budget for this thing that like so many of their effects of like things flying through the air are practical and puppeted and like them zooming through the sky and stuff was all real and like they have these unbelievable fly systems where like 
someone is zooming off a roof diagonally across an entire back lot and like landing oh, and then I doing a set. It is unbelievable. Um, That's so good. It's I great. did see the clip of Catherine Hahn on a fly system just with an industrial fan blasting at her. And oh, I do think she belongs that there. Is, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that is how I feel I would do my best acting work. I <laughs> agree with that. from the air, blasted with industrial air. Just the confidence and like the knowledge of oneself that it takes, I think is beautiful. I know. I know. Oh, Anna, this was a very fun this one. This was a very fun one, friend. Um, friend. Sorry, that sounded like a threat. Uh. <laughs> Anna is Buddy. constantly threatening me. Partner. Um, everybody, uh, if you enjoyed this today and it's your first time, or if you just don't follow us, why don't you give it a shot? Uh, you can follow us on at scary story underscore pod on Instagram or Twitter. You can also email us at scarystorypod at gmail.com and send us your scary stories and we'll say them. And we will say them sometimes. We will. Um, and if we don't say them, we for certain will read them and enjoy them. Yes. Um, oh, and one other thing you can do for us. Get, get out. out. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Scary Stories to Tell on the Pod is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Chris Ryan. Cover art by Bats Langley. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. <laughs>